Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about the scientific explanation for your gut feeling and why it knows more than you think and why Earth's core is growing lopsided. Let's satisfy some curiosity. It might seem like a bad idea to go with your gut sometimes. I mean, what does your gut know anyway? Your gut's not your brain? Well, that gut feeling has a scientific name. And according to research, it knows more than you think it does. So in 1992, a neuroscientist ran an experiment where he had participants watch a target disappear and reappear on a screen. They did this over and over again for a few hours. What the participants didn't know was that the targets were following a predictable pattern, but it was a really complicated pattern. And after a while, the participants began to accurately predict where the target would appear next. But here's the thing. They couldn't explain how they knew. Even when they were offered $100 to identify the pattern, they couldn't do it. Pavel Lewicki was the neuroscientist who ran that experiment, and he called the phenomenon non-conscious information acquisition. Basically, we have the ability to sense, store, and recall information completely unconsciously. This phenomenon is governed by something called interoception. That refers to an awareness of the inner state of the body, things like hunger and your heartbeat. Think of it as a sense, like sight or smell, but much more subtle. Just like sight and smell involve sensors that pass information to the brain, sensors all over your body pass information to a brain structure called the insula, which is a region embedded within the cerebral cortex. These sensors might not be giving our conscious minds the kinds of concrete information that our eyes or nose do, but that doesn't mean the information we are getting isn't useful or that it doesn't affect our conscious decisions. Further research was able to shed light on exactly how this all happens. In one experiment, participants turned over playing cards from four decks. Some cards gave a reward and others came with a penalty. What the players didn't know is that half of the decks were rigged to take larger penalties than the others. As the participants played, researchers used electrodes attached to the players' fingers to monitor their levels of physiological arousal. And soon into the game, the participants began sweating ever so slightly whenever they contemplated playing from the rigged decks. But the players didn't notice that they were sweating and they had no idea why they were making the decisions that they were making. I love that experiment. Essentially, their brains were collecting and storing information that the conscious mind wasn't tracking. Whenever the players were about to make a bad decision in the game, their nervous systems sent out a little warning sign that actually affected their behavior. So, interoception is powerful. Remember that when you've got a bad feeling about something, it's probably not for nothing. Seismologists have some surprising news. Earth's inner core is growing lopsided. The core itself isn't deformed, thanks to gravity, but the finding still poses a mystery that scientists are trying to solve. Studying the inner core is not an easy thing to do. The researchers behind this study used data from earthquakes, 
They can measure the amount of time it takes seismic waves from earthquakes in one part of the world to travel through the planet and reach the other side, and then use that data to make some inferences about the stuff that the waves had to travel through. They used those numbers and some very precise calculations to figure out what's been going on at the very center of the Earth. The study let the scientists estimate the age of the inner core, which they think is between half a billion and one and a half billion years old. That means it took at least a couple billion years for the planet to cool down enough for its fully liquid core to differentiate into the outer core, which is still liquid, and the inner core, which is made of crystallized iron and nickel. Earth is still generating some heat through radioactive decay, but a lot of its thermal energy is left over from its initial formation. We're all living on a very beautiful and very effective thermos. According to data, the inner core puts on a new layer about one millimeter thick every year. That's how long a fingernail grows every 10 days. The painstakingly slow growth happens each time a tiny amount of iron or nickel cools down enough to form a crystal. But here's the surprise. It isn't cooling down at the same rate everywhere. Part of the core that's underneath Indonesia is cooling off a lot faster than the other regions. Researchers think about 60% more crystals are forming in that part of the core than on the opposite side. So does that mean that Earth is doomed to grow lopsided, wobble off its orbit, and be catapulted out of the solar system and into deep space and you don't have to pay that parking ticket? No. It turns out that the core is still a sphere even after who knows how many hundred million years of lopsided growth. The researchers say gravity is always shifting matter to maintain a spherical core. While scientists don't know what causes the uneven growth, this discovery does solve another mystery. Why crystals in the inner core align in a north-south direction, rather than pointing every which way? This alignment means that earthquakes travel faster between the poles than they do across the equator. If the inner core is always redistributing these crystals to maintain its shape, it makes sense that they'd flow in an orderly direction. At least that's one mystery about the center of the Earth that scientists no longer have to dig for. Let's dig up today's takeaways, Ashley. Well, we learned that the gut feeling you get about a situation is probably a sense called interoception. That's an awareness of the inner state of the body, things like hunger and your heartbeat. Sensors all over your body send signals to your brain, and sometimes those signals affect your decision-making without you realizing it. So the next time you've got a bad feeling about something, don't ignore it. It might be interoception at work. It doesn't really roll off the tongue like see, taste, smell, touch, taste, interocept. <laughs> like it's My interoception says you said taste twice. Did I? That's what my gut feeling says. I don't know. We'd have to roll back the tape. See, touch, taste, feel. Here, I did probably say it twice. <laughs> nice interocepting. You interocepted that mistake. <laughs> interocepting. I was trying to make that sound like interesting and it doesn't work. Okay. I'm going to have to workshop it. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> wow. That was an interoception inception right there. Whoa. <laughs> it's too much. We also learned that the Earth's inner core is growing lopsided. 
The inner core grows by one millimeter every year as iron and nickel in the outer core cools and crystallizes. But about 60% more crystals are forming in the part of the inner core that's beneath Indonesia, and scientists don't know why. Don't worry, though. The core is still spherical, since gravity is always shifting matter around to maintain its shape. One theory they had was that the tectonic plate that Indonesia sits on is being submerged into the outer core, kind of like ice cubes being put in water. So like ice cubes will cool down a glass of water. And so it's like this part of the crust is cooling down the core. But they don't actually know. That's just like a very small theory. Mm. It's not quite as exciting of a theory as a civilization of Silurians living under the crust. But oh, oh, I know what those are. I know what those are. <laughs> nerd trivia, nerd lightning trivia. Let's go. I know Silurians are like, they're like reptiles. Why do I know that? <laughs> what are they from? The Silurian hypothesis is an actual scientific hypothesis, by the way. That's a real thing. We wrote about it. Oh, that's why. Tell me. I, I give up. What is it? Doctor Who. Doc- yeah. Okay. But what are they? are lizards from Doctor Who. The idea is that they predate humans. They're lizard-like. They're kind of like dinosaurs, but they're humanoid. And they landed on Earth way before humans. And they just kind of buried themselves underground and hibernated. And then they woke up and they're like, what are you humans doing here? This is our planet. And the humans are like, wait, no, it's our planet. And it's the whole thing. That's right. And they're all proper and they like... They read philosophy and they're very, they're very well educated. I remember that. Yeah, I got to watch. I got to watch that again. So pretty good stuff. It's a very, it's very good stuff. There's actually an essay in the Paris Review. Shout out to my favorite (laughs) publication. I'm so fancy. It's the only reason we have a subscription. It's so that we can seem fancy. Uh, There's actually an article on the Silurian hypothesis in the Paris Review from January 2020 that I will link to in the show notes. Wait, but okay, like, we, we were talking about Doctor Who a lot, but what's the Silurian hypothesis? The Silurian hypothesis, yeah, is a thought experiment which basically is like, hey, maybe there was a super advanced or at least industrial civilization on Earth perhaps several million years ago that is now gone. And Got it. various scientists have pondered whether we would be able to detect that old of the civilization in the geological record. And it's named after... The Silurians from Doctor Who. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Because since fossilization is, as we know, relatively rare, the chances of finding direct evidence of such an old civilization is is very small. I mean, we are still finding technology for the first time from like the Greeks a couple thousand years ago, right? So it's seems unlikely, but it's fun to think about. I I play lots of video games, like every other video game I play contains some kind of evidence of an ancient civilization or relics from an ancient civilization you can pick up. I mean, there are a ton of examples of this in fantasy and sci-fi. The ancient civilizations referenced heavily in The Lord of the Rings. There's the ancient magics and other historical stuff in the Game of Thrones series, the Song of Ice and Fire series, the ancient Chozo civilizations from the Metroid series. Can't wait for Metroid Dread, by the way. I think they do that in Breath of the Wild, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not a mystery ancient civilization. Like, you you have flashbacks to what was going on with the civilization because you start out in, like, a sleeping chamber where you've, you've slept there for, like, 100 years, and then you go 100 years in the future. Right. And then you have all these flashbacks to the ancient civilization. Yeah, I played a lot of Zelda. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I play a lot of Final Fantasy, and it's in all those games. In Final Fantasy yeah. 14, like half of the storyline is based on the Allegan civilization that was very far advanced technologically. This conversation has gone on too long. It has. I'm just going to cut myself off right here. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Today's writers were Cameron Duke and Grant Curran. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Hey, creatures of the year 2 million AD, we existed, and now you know. So thanks for listening, and I hope you find the rest of our episodes so that you can join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>